for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome back to another live and amplified live cast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we have another special guest lined up for the live and amplified live cast. We have Becca Bowen. How's it going today, Becca? Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And things are good. It's it's Tuesday, and it's just I, I've got this whole new workflow of live and amplified things. So it's just trying to keep everything straight in my head. It's like I almost need a whiteboard over here to be like, okay, this is your radio intro. This is your podcast intro because. Yeah. Oh gosh, I know all about that. I I went on today like half the day thinking today was Thursday. I can't <laughs> yeah. Well, and somebody on my team was like, "It is not Thursday." <laughs> I was like, "I don't know what day it is. I don't even know where I'm at. I've been so busy lately, traveling so much. Don't yeah. know what day it is." <laughs> and just to kind of spill that tea, it's like I was trying to move our podcast an hour earlier, and I was just I like, know. "I'm so there." I'm like five o'clock, five o'clock. And then you're like, wait, we're six. And I'm like, and I was like, as soon as you said that, I'm sitting there, I'm like, that explains why my alarm didn't go off. It's set for 5.55, not 4.50, because I have an alarm that'll tell. The way my day was going, I thought you were right and I was wrong. So I was like, oh no, I'm going to miss this podcast. It's all good, but glad to have you on. Doing great. <laughs> we're here. We're we're moving. We're we're yeah. grooving. You know, it's a Tuesday. It's better than a Monday. I heard that one once That's before. Right. So yes. Oh, better than a Monday. Yeah, but uh, I was excited. Just trying to rush the weekend. You know, it's yeah. Thursday. Friday's tomorrow. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Not even almost. Not even almost. Not even close. <laughs> it's like I wish it was Thursday because then I wouldn't have to go to the doctor's tomorrow. Or I would oh, already have gone to the, cause so I tore my AC <laughs> I, when I went to visit my dad in February, I tore my ACL. So, and yeah, that that's kind of what prolonged <laughs> this podcast. Cause we were originally supposed to do this. I think in the beginning of March when that's your single dropped and I was stuck in Florida and I was just like, I kind of sitting here and I can't really move. And Oh God, that's a terrible injury. Yeah. And it's not even a cool story. We were getting into the car. Like, oh no. So, but what uh, at the time, my dad, uh, my dad's kind of a transient right now. He's based out of South Florida, but he lives on a boat. So it's kind of wherever his boat's at. Um, and he was down in the Florida Keys and he spends every winter down in the Keys, which is really cool. I like going to visit him there. And he was, it was like a Tuesday night. He was like, hey, let's go get some food. I hadn't even started drinking. He hadn't really started drinking. And he's like, Hey, we'll go over here. We'll get some food and then we'll come back. You know, we'll figure out what the rest of the night is. I'm like, okay, cool. I lift myself in the car. My knee gives out and I fold up like a rocking or like a folding chair and I'm screaming in pain. And he's like, what do I do? What do I do? I was like, just help me get up because this, like the way I was folded up hurts more than oh, the actual wow. knee did. And so, That's yeah. Crazy. And I thought you were like, going to say you were playing footballers. <laughs> no, I wish I was. I, I wish I was. 
Yeah, God, it's not. And, I'm sorry. And then he was like, "Okay, well, I guess we're going to the ER." I was like, "The hell, we're going to this ER?" Because the ER we were going to was where my mom got die or she got misdiagnosed when she had cancer. Gosh. They they didn't diagnose her correctly, and I was like, "I'm not going to that ER." Are you serious? And so he ends up dragging me there and he's like, okay, we're here. You're fine. Don't worry about it. And the intake nurse sees that I'm jittery because a everything going on and B, I don't want to be there. She's like, everything. All right. I was like, don't want to freak you out. I'm having a severe anxiety attack right now because last time we were at this place, you guys screwed up. And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, yeah. So we'll do it this time. Yeah. So it it was a it was an interesting night, but excited to have you on the podcast. Excited to talk about the new single and everything going on. You're in Nashville. Nashville's gotta be you guys are getting ready for CMA Fest, right? Isn't that coming up here oh soon? Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm actually today I was in meetings and stuff trying to get the dates together when I'll be there and where I'll be, you know, because <laughs> CMA Fest week is so just go 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 there's yeah. so many performers and, but it's amazing time i don't know if anybody out there have never been to the cma fest you need to come on out because yeah. it's incredible like anybody that you could think of in the country genre is here singing it's pretty amazing yeah it, i was asking people because i was trying to find out a good time to come out this summer because it's been I haven't been to Nashville since before the pandemic. And I was like, Hey, when's like a good time to go out like during the summer? Cause every time I go, it's always cold. It's like oh, God. December. That <laughs> cold gets me too. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's gets so cold, but actually like right now it's starting to warm up some, so it's nowhere near as bad as it was yeah. a couple weeks ago. So we're getting into like May and June. Those are, it starts warming up and it feels great. Yeah. It, but everybody was telling me, oh, come out during CMA Fest. And I'm like, that sounds fun, but I want to like not feel like I'm getting run around everywhere because CMA Fest. <laughs> yeah. You definitely will. I want to. This year, um, I'm going to be actually uh, working with Center Stage Magazine doing interviews. Uh, oh, nice. with them as well for other artists which is pretty cool to be on the other side of the microphone yeah. and then i'll also also will be there singing at different venues and stuff during the week so i'm going to be one tired girl by the by the end yeah. <laughs> of the cma fest because i'm i'm doing two roles you know singing and interviewing people so it's going to be uh, a little rough but i'm so excited it's just i get to see behind the scenes as well with other artists so it's gonna be pretty cool have you done any like the interviewing and stuff like that before i have yeah um they actually had me at crs uh was it last month i can't remember what month it is yes last month yeah. uh, and i was there interviewing like uh ty herndon and different people yeah. I mean, it was it was great it was a great experience it was so much fun and made a lot of friends a lot of new yeah. friends it was great Ty Herndon's really cool. We had him on the podcast during the pandemic. That, that was oh, a really man, cool. I love Ty. He is just absolutely the sweetest human being. I'm just yeah. telling you, oh my gosh, just so yeah. full of love and light. He's great. That's the one funny thing about our time during the pandemic. There's a lot of musicians that we had on that because I wasn't in that deep in the Nashville scene at that point. So I didn't know who a lot of these musicians were. It was just like, I was working with a PR person. They're like, Oh, Hey, I got this person that I'm working with. would love to get yeah. them on. And so it's just kind of like, 
okay, I'll, I'll figure it out. And then we get there and it's like, oh, wait, you, yeah. So Ed Ty happened to be one of those people that came on and it, yeah, it was really cool. Well, I ended up meeting him at CRS and doing uh, an interview mm-hmm. on him. And then uh, like a month later, I ended up opening a show for him. So it was great. And uh, then after that, I, I, I saw Shane Prophet there also at CRS. <laughs> and then after that, I ended up opening up a show for him too. So, <laughs> hey. so you know, it, it, uh, even being there, like I said, doing the interviews, it had opened doors for me too. So it's been great. Yeah, for sure. So you're originally from South Carolina. Um, I from a small town. It, what was it like growing up in South Carolina? Oh, gosh. Uh, I guess kind of like you can call me a Southern Belle because um, my granddaddy, he, uh, you know, he had like a farm and he grew watermelons and collards and uh, butter beans, you name it. And I would go out there and, you know, just hang out with my grandpa, you know, during the week and we go um, go fishing in our pond and stuff. It was so much fun. But then again, I had the other part of the South where all the little girls were in pageants. So I was out in the outdoors during the week pretty much. And then on the weekends, I was doing pageants. So uh, it was your typical Southern hmm. hometown life, you know? So yeah. I, I loved it though. Cause, and I think it's rubbed off on me even now because I'm definitely an outdoors girl, but I hmm. also... When I get on stage and sing and stuff, I like being all glammed up. So that's where it comes from. For sure. That's awesome. That's no, you um, had your dinner at the table on the table at five o'clock. You know, it was was just a simple life. It was great. I loved it. Yeah. Dinner at the table is five. Like if I ate at five o'clock now, I'd be eating at nine, 10 o'clock later. And it's like, I know, but it was like five o'clock. My mom, I had it. Food on the table. Y'all better be ready to eat. Yeah. He's coming through the door at five. Let's go. <laughs> Those were simpler. T- like growing up, it was definitely like that. Cause it's like dad's home at four thirty, five o'clock. Dinner's going to be yeah. on the table. And especially during the winter time, the lights are street lights are getting ready to come yeah. on. So you better get your butt inside. And yeah. And then, you know, we'd all sit around and watch a little TV and then you pretty much went to bed at nine o'clock yeah. <laughs> TV, or if you had to do your homework and yep, yeah. simpler times. Oh, uh, so who who is the, uh, influence for music? Like who introduced you to music early on? Now my mom's side of the family, they were very musically gifted. So, yeah. you know, my uncles were playing the guitar. My grandpa was playing the guitar. They all sang incorrect. Like, literally incredible when my uncles played the bass cousins played the drums i mean you name it it was the family reunions were just off the charts <laughs> you know, like, so much talent um it, it, it just incredible but my grandpa um whenever i go see him he played a little bit of the guitar for me and he put on johnny cash and stuff and you know we'd listen to all that stuff and he introduced me to country music and um and then, like I said, I just, I started singing when I was five years old and I was singing in the church choir yeah. and, you know, things just progressed from the church choir to then going on a, a small tour with a, a gospel group and singing a few songs before they say, I was like eight years old when this is going on. So, um, it's just, uh, I have been singing my whole entire life and just been, had so many musical influences around me. So nice. many people. That's awesome. That that had to make 
growing up interesting, especially when you're going out on tour, like just doing tours with like the gospel group and stuff like that, that had to make growing up very interesting. Very interesting. And so just, uh, it was just a lot of fun, like you said, and interesting. I have, of course, I have a lot of stories and stuff from growing up in the business, but um, because I went from gospel, then I went from gospel music to uh, actually Broadway uh, music. and then from Broadway because then I went to New York for a little while and I was in shows and things and I went from Broadway to my heart which was country because mm. I, I just I mean how can you have a southern accent like this and not sing <laughs> country music I mean I was born I was born to be a country singer so yeah. um I just the older I got you know I went into what I love and that was just the love of country music you know so and you're in the perfect place for it Nashville. <laughs> I, know, I love I was on music row today so <laughs> yes was it always the plan to eventually go to Nashville or were did you kind of want to stay in South Carolina and just pursue things from there and, I mean uh, you yeah. kind of are doing that but yeah sorry well I always stayed I never traveled quite well I traveled all over the place because I was yeah. singing with people opening for people headlining mm-hmm. myself I did that for a long time but after the um covid the pandemic and everything you kind of everybody took things in perspective then and at that time i was like this is what i love this is what i want to do um i better pursue the things that i love and you know i need to go to nashville i wanted to come here and really just give it my all and that's what i've done just absolutely give it my everything so i needed to come to nashville to truly um just dive into songwriting and um, get the connections that I needed to uh, make it. And it's done really well for me. I've been very blessed and I've met a lot of wonderful people and written with a lot of wonderful people. So it's been exciting. That's awesome. That's now has Nashville changed you as a musician or changed your perspective on the music business in general? I think Nashville uh, will humble you. In a mm-hmm. lot of ways, because when you get here, um, there honestly to me, there's not one person here that's not phenomenal. I feel mm-hmm. like you go walk into one room, and if there's a hundred people there, at least ninety of those people are in either incredible musicians or incredible singers. So it truly humbles you when you get here, mm-hmm. because uh, you know you realize everybody's here searching for the same dream we're all looking for the same dream Mm -hmm. and the only way to make that dream come true is to help each other support Mm -hmm. each other you can't come in here competitively at all Mm -hmm. like that's you might as well just forget it if you want to come in here competitively it's not going to work because the person next to you i can tell you is going to be better it's just Mm -hmm. it's just how this town is these people are the best the best so I found my place here by just making friends and supporting each other and being there for their careers. And then in, in, in turn, they, you know, there's their support me. It's, it's mm-hmm. been incredible. But yeah, I think the Nashville will humble anyone. Yeah, for sure. It's, and that that's kind of having been to Nashville a couple of times, actually, it's quite funny. The first time I went, um, it was in 28, I think it was like November, 2018 was the first time I went to Nashville and I had a PR agent reach out to me and like, Hey, I got a band. 
they're in Nashville, right? Because everybody always thinks I'm in Nashville. They're like, you're in Nashville, right? And it's like, no, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm not. But uh, at the time I was living in Florida. So Nashville was a seven hour trip. It wasn't like I was in like North, North Florida. And so I've done she, that trip before and it is brutal from yeah. Florida. <laughs> yeah. And so she was like, well, if you can get up here, I'll book this interview with them and then I'll help you fill out the rest of the schedule. So you could at least have like a full day of everything. And so she helped me book out an entire schedule of like interviews and a couple of other things we were doing at the time. And it was just like, I did not expect that. I thought it was going to be all right, this interview, and then just start driving back because, you know, that's what it was. So. Yeah. There's so many people here willing to do interviews and talk because, uh, you know, we want to get our stories out there and let people know who we are. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Nashville is a really cool town for that. Um, and so you've been in Nashville now a couple of years at this point, or have you uh, I've been here about a little over three years now? Yeah. Okay. Going back I... and forth. Yeah. And uh, is it getting easier or harder to leave Nashville to go back home? It's getting harder, of yeah. course, because what's happened is I have, you know, like, my friend group here who are in the business and mm -hmm. we have so much in common for the music business. We can talk they know what I'm going through because they're going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's hard because you end up having a family here as well <laughs> and friends, you know, then, and even in South Carolina. So uh, it really does get hard leaving Nashville, but mm -hmm. I love going home because it is, it's a time like, it's downtime for me. I get to go on the mm -hmm. lake and go fishing or go hunting with my brother. It's, uh, I need that. I need some downtown because I will say if you remain in Nashville, just constantly, mm -hmm. you become so work driven that you will not even go take a nap. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you never sleep because all you think about is music and you know, where you're going to sing next or uh, so like for me, I know, that I have to have a place to go just to make myself just stop and rest mm -hmm. and have a little peace and quieter. I, I am a workaholic. I will tell you that. I'm sure yeah. people can see that from my Instagrams and everything. Yeah. They can tell I'm a workaholic. <laughs> hey, that's as long as you're happy. Like, that's what I always say. It's like, you can be as busy as you want to be, but as long as you're happy, that's all that matters. And yeah. that's, you know, cause the, you know, depend one thing the pandemic taught me, like putting everything into perspective is like, the only thing that matters is my happiness. Everything else can go sit over here and I'll worry about it when I can worry about it. I just need to be happy. That's all that matters. So you have a mental break, it's a mental health break. I call yeah. It, you know? yeah. Sometimes you, I just go sit down. Like I said, at Starbucks by myself and just chill for 15 minutes. It does, it does me wonders. <laughs> yeah. I'll go sit out in my back. Cause so uh, I live in an apartment complex and they just recently made it so people can't walk. Um, so I live in the back of the property and they okay. used to walk their dogs back here all the time, but now they put up like two big AC units. So they're blocking the path that they usually used to walk. And so nobody walks back here anymore. So I'll go sit out in the back for 20, 30 minutes, just peace and quiet. And it's like, oh, I know. it's wonderful. And they <laughs> have a little peace of quiet. Yeah, I don't have to worry about nobody walking past me. And you know, it's, it's nice. It's really nice. But, um, so you, you've been in Nashville now for three years and, uh, what's kind of been the motivator to keep you, that keeps you going in music. 
I just because I love it so much. I just and um, I think because I have done very well, I've been blessed with a great fan base. I had a a, a pretty great fan base before I even came to Nashville, mm-hmm. which truly helped me out a lot. But um, just I've been blessed that people have enjoyed my music and wanted to hear more and wanted to see me in concert, which is an incredible feeling that you know you get to kind of make a mark with your Mm -hmm. music so that's just been incredible for me so uh it's just been worth it honestly and it keeps me going because uh i get to share my thoughts and feelings through my music with my followers and fans it's just it's it's incredible yeah for sure it's 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 a great it like especially when you're being authentically who you are and just having the opportunity to have sat here and talked to you for the last half hour or so. It's just this bubbly personality. It seems natural. It's like you're very happy all the time. And it's just yeah. Yeah. I it's, feel like we need to all just live our lives like every day is the last. And mm-hmm. you need to let people know how much you care about them, know how much you love them, and then enjoy the time you have and take in the little things and uh, that's just kind of my motto is just to live each day like it's your last. And I think that is why uh, people kind of are drawn to my personality and everything. Cause I'm, I'm pretty, I am pretty bubbly and happy, but I, I want to, I want to see other people happy. So if you can make somebody else smile, like that your day, like it's been worth it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I love making other people happy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so kind of jumping back into your music, you moved out to Nashville when you were 20 or not when you were 2020 in 2020. <laughs> oh boy. It's, it's a Tuesday already, isn't it? No, it's uh, a Thursday right now. <laughs> right? Uh, so you moved back out and that's when you started releasing music as a solo artist, correct? Yeah. So I happened to be um, also when all this was going on, I had already filmed uh, a reality show for the Outdoors Channel. I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up. I was just trying to figure out where in the timeline it fit. So yeah, so this was all going on at the same time. So okay. this was already filmed. It's called For Love or Life. So the Outdoors Channel is an all girls hunting competition, hmm. and it was like a lot of challenges. And um, oh, it was tough. You know, we all were in Louisiana for seven days, didn't get any sleep, but we hunted and did challenges and everything we harvested, we donated to the hungry, which is mm. the reason I did it. I thought it was a great opportunity. Yeah. But as I was on this show, um, my first song came out, Love mm-hmm. It, Leave It. So going into this show, I had no idea that they would, they were going to say anything about it. But, you know, we're sitting uh, at the lodge after we've all been hunting and everything and they start playing Love It, Leave It. And we start seeing karaoke. You know, so somehow this like ended up on the reality show. And then after that, everybody knew that I was not just a huntress. I was a singer. Yeah. And uh, and my career, it did. My career took off from there, my music career. Because it yeah. was like, oh, wow, uh, this country girl can sing too. She can, yeah. She's not just out there hunting and, you know, being out in the woods all day. She can, she's talented, you know. So <laughs> it was pretty cool um, how that came to be. But yeah, I mean everything kind of came from the hunting show at first. Yeah, that's fair. I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, I got to try and feel it out and figure out where in the timeline this fits. But no, that that's yeah, amazing. It's definitely in this time period of being in Nashville. But like I said, it was already filmed. It just, it happened to, while I was here, 
recording, mm-hmm. love it, leave it. I mean, recording other music and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, just the, the period of time just lined up perfectly where that song literally came out when the show came out. So nice. I, mean, I, I didn't, pl- I couldn't have planned that any better. <laughs> how did you, how did you get involved with that show? So, um, I had a video go viral. I don't know if you've ever seen um, people who like catfish noodle where they yep. put their hands. Okay. Yep. Well, I used I to, up- there was a show on, was it Discovery Channel or uh, it was called like Hillbilly Hand Fishing or something like that. So yep, it's, that's it. Yep. So uh, this Hillbilly <laughs> ended up, uh, I needed a little bit, but this time I ended up noodling a 45 pound catfish. So this thing was, like absolutely huge it was mm-hmm. literally almost as big as i am because i'm pretty short but it was crazy wow so after this video went viral I, like literally with the next couple of days the outdoors channel contacted me through instagram it was crazy <laughs> i thought it was like, i thought it was a joke yeah i honestly thought it was a scam artist but once i started like picking at them give my uh information and they sent me over a contract and stuff i was like wait what this is real yeah so i ended up that's how i got on the outdoor channel is they literally saw a viral video of me of me noodling a catfish and they contacted me and literally within the next month i'm on a plane to louisiana nice. <laughs> to the lodge yeah on a show. That's, that's awesome we uh when we when I was in college, we used to on a Friday night, we used to watch like noodling video, like just oh, <laughs> yeah, we'd sit there and just drink beer and we'd watch like obviously after we'd already been out, it'd be like three, four in the morning, we're all, yeah. you know, feeling really good about ourselves. And we'd just start watching noodling videos. And it was always the the thing that we'd say is like, we're gonna go noodling one day. And then yeah, it was it's a scary thing it really is like whoo i thought that one was gonna drown me to be honest (laughs) well it's one of those things you're sticking your when they're that big yeah you're sticking your hand through a hole and it's like you don't know if you're gonna get a snapping turtle or if you're gonna get a you have to like brace yourself for their you know for them to grab onto your arm too so it's like whoa like a gator or something but right Right. oh so since this was a hunting show what do you usually hunt? Are you like doing deer, elk? Like, what do you usually I'm hunt? I'm just a uh, you know white-tailed deer hunter. I oh. I, I love. Uh, well, I mean, me and my brother, we've been hunting for years, and it's something mm-hmm. we always went hunting just to get away, to be honest, and uh, have some time. You know, yeah. we always say just us and God out there in the woods, and then we can mm-hmm. take care of our families with the the meat that we harvested. So we've been hunting for years, and uh, but it's just I just like deer hunting. Yeah, for sure. And let me just say to anybody listening, if you've never had deer meat, it is the best. Like, it's great. It's just, yeah. it's all in how you cook it. Yep. And, uh, you know, because I've had some nasty deer meat. On yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> so it's all in how you cook it. Yep. 100%. It's actually quite. So uh, I went to school in Southern Illinois University, and a lot of my roommates were they were hunter they they grew up in the south and southern the southern illinois region and they were all hunters they all hunted and all that stuff and i was the city boy that came down to school and just happened to make friends with them and so the first time that we had deer steaks or the first time that they went hunting they brought back some deer steaks and they're like here you got to try this and you know they they cooked it and all this stuff and i was like okay that's a pretty awesome that's pretty good and so i got addicted to that 
And then the next season was Wild Turkey, I think. Oh, and then they brought in turkey and they fried it up and all that stuff. And I went and took, or one of my roommates took a bite and there was a bird shot, like a bird pellet oh, no. in there. And you just heard the crunch. And I'm like, wait, wh- what's going on? And he's like, oh yeah, my, uh, somebody shot that and he didn't get a clean shot. So there might be uh pellets oh, in this one. God. And I'm like, okay. That's, so, that's funny. Yeah. But, you know, just kind of getting that in introduction to all that stuff. It's really good. It's it's all good food. So, yeah, it is. Um, and is that pretty much what you were hunting down during the show was like deer and stuff like that? Or yeah, what, I was okay. hunting deer. OK, yeah. I, yeah, you know, I got I, a big old buck nice. on that show. And it, it was exciting. We ended up, like I said, uh, I ended up shooting my buck in a hurricane, which is wild because Louisiana <laughs> Had, was definitely experiencing a hurricane, but we decided yeah. to go out and hunt that morning before it got bad. But it was seriously very bad in the stand. I mean, the wind was blowing like crazy. If you watch the show, it's like, why is she hunting in this hurricane? This is crazy. <laughs> um, but um, lo and behold, this deer walks out and the buck, I, that's how I won the show. So. Nice. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm going to have to go back and watch the show now because it's, it's my craziness is what won that show. Honestly, <laughs> crazy and, enough to hunt in a hurricane. <laughs> and during the show, were you going out like by yourself and you had like your own camera or did you have a camera guy that had to no, follow you? He did have a camera guy. So, okay. uh, so he called all kinds of stuff. My goodness. Sometimes I wish I hadn't had a camera guy. <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's, some crazy footage. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like during that, it's got to be even harder because it's like now you got to expect him to shut up and not make a noise while he's oh, filming. I, know. I was like, I was staring at him. Don't you move. Don't you move at all. Don't budge because I, I got to win this competition. <laughs> right. Right. That's one of the biggest regrets I had was not going deer hunting when I had like when I was living in Southern Illinois, they're like, because so I have a CP. So like, holding up a gun isn't really an option. And they're like, well, we can get you a permit to go like shooting with it. Cause uh, they would shoot with their, with guns or they'd sometimes they would go out and go bow hunting. Yeah. Like they, they, they just kind of did that. And they're like, well, we can go get you a, a permit to go crossbow hunting with us. And I'm like, okay. And then I started realizing how much this was all going to cost me. And I'm like, Oh, I don't, I, like I, I don't, I, you got, especially like, uh, hunting with a bow or a crossbow yeah. or something expensive. Yeah. And I was, I was like, I don't need to go that bad. It's fine. I'll, I'll Let me get some money saved away and I'll come back when I'm 35 or 40 and we'll go then. So it's a great experience though. It's, yeah. it's fun. For sure. So the you finish up the show, you win the show and then it's back to Nashville or do you go back to the South Carolina? Cause, cause yeah, this is kind of, Right around the I'm, pandemic I'm kicking off, right? This time, I'm still going back and forth at this time, but immediately after that show, I was back in the studio recording mm-hmm. and, you know, recording lots more songs and then working on my EP, I mean, my album. I don't know I said EP. My album, uh, which was released a while back as well. Mm-hmm. So it took a long time to get that album together, and I was mm-hmm. very particular about it because um, I wanted – the album to take listeners on a journey of love and heartbreak and then um, finding strength after the heartbreak, you know? So uh, we took a lot of time to put this album together and I'm Mm -hmm. so proud of it. And then after that album uh, was released, of course, I ended up 
um, this was just on a whim. We were talking about Son of a Gun earlier. Mm. This song just came out. Um, I had written this song with Sam Woods, and he's my guitar player, and I never, ever had any intentions of releasing this song. Mm. I was mad at a ex-boyfriend. You know, it's like... <laughs> I was having a Taylor Swift moment <laughs> and uh, I was angry when I wrote this song and it was just kind of like a healing thing. I walked into this uh, writing session and he was like, what do you want to write about today? I was like, I know what I want to write about this redneck, no good two-time son of a gun, you know, <laughs> because that's like how I talk, you know, I'm sudden. Mm. And he's like, you know what, we're going to write about it. So yeah. we ended up writing this song literally took about an hour to write. And, um, my gosh, this song has literally changed my music career. I never in my life thought one song could just literally change everything. But, um, like I said, I was not going to release a song, but we started singing it at all the like Nashville writers rounds and everything. Yeah. And our fans were like, Oh my gosh, when is it coming out? When you release it? And I was like, Oh gosh, Ooh, I don't know if I can release this. I wrote it. Like, it's a true story. I don't know if I want to be that vulnerable. But I ended up, um, the guy who I wrote it about, so, so, I mean, a long time has passed. Now, me and him are actually great friends. He did cheat on me, but we're great friends now. So it made it a little harder to <laughs> release the song. So I ended up having to call him, and I'm like, dude, I hate to tell you this, but I wrote a song about you. I just never told you about it. And I wrote it in the heat of the moment. I was so angry. Uh, they're about to release this song. And he said, oh, my gosh, send it to me. And so I sent it to him before anybody else heard it. And yeah. his response was, well, I can't say anything. You nailed it. I'm not mad at you. You flat out nailed that song. And so, um, you know, so it got released. And People Magazine ended up picking up the story because it was mm. a crazy story about how I wrote this about the guy who cheated on me at while I mean I was singing the national anthem at a um a big festival like July the 4th something mm. a big festival that day and uh he shows up with another girl and he's sitting in the audience and I honestly God I don't think he remembered that I was going to be there singing and so yeah. I'm sitting there singing and I see him and I was like oh my gosh this guy is at my like hearing me sing with another girl he's cheating on me while i'm singing so this story has like intrigued everybody like why in the world would some guy <laughs> do that and then how in the world after all this time passed how in the world are you friends with him you know so it's very yeah. very uh controversial a little bit i guess so um like i said it went viral the song absolutely went viral viral because everybody wanted to know what I had to say about this guy and everybody want to know who it was. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is that my whole hometown, they all knew who he was. You know, so <laughs> he, he became, he was already like hometown famous, I'd say, but now yeah. he's like definitely uh, famous everywhere. Um, but yeah, son of a gun has been just the crazy experience, but <laughs> I think everybody likes a good story and it had a great story. And it, of course it's a jamming song mm -hmm. and a lot of people can relate to it. Um, like I said, so now I'll text and now that it's all said and done, I'll be like, Hey, you son of a gun. What you doing today? <laughs> so, That's funny. That's amazing. He, he 
can't go anywhere in South Carolina without people saying, hey, son of a gun. So it's, it went, it's turned into kind of funny now because now I'm like, oh gosh, I never expected that song to go viral. Now everybody yeah. calls it son of a gun, you know? That's funny. So, so he got what was coming to him. <laughs> that's but, you know, but we're friends, so it's okay. He'll get over yeah, it. <laughs> for sure. So th- the next question is, did you make a music video about this? Or oh, wow. Make... Well, it's coming. It's... It is... Please tell me you recreate the moment you saw him cheating. Like that I... whole... Of course I did. So I went completely savage with this video. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but the crazy thing is, is, uh, so I pretty much reenact it. It's like based on the actual events, but I yeah. pretty much reenact it. But the crazier part is, I, and I did have, you got to, him to play himself. No, I got no. almost though. Almost. So I got a guy named Jonah Prill. He's pretty big on TikTok. Yeah. It's like yeah. the part. So I got him to play son of a gun, but my ex ends up making a cameo in the video and so the whole time you actually don't know who my ex is he's like in the bar scenes and stuff you don't yeah. know who he is yeah so i wanted viewers to kind of try to figure out who is the guy that cheated on her but at the very end of the video i reveal who really cheated on me <laughs> in real life so yeah so this is gonna this video is absolutely wild just wild. Nice. now that it's done i can't even believe i pulled it off like i can't who writes a song about somebody and then does a music video about it and then he comes and does the music video (laughs) that's funny that's so funny and amazing at the same time so it's like well all you can do is laugh about it now but uh that i I definitely that was my taylor swift moment right there i'm not gonna i'll never live that one down but uh, but people magazine actually is premiering this video may the 4th so uh it's two days yeah. That's a Thursday, right? Yep, that's a Thursday. That's the <laughs> not th- a Thursday. Maybe that's before. actually this coming Thursday. Yes, so they're premiering it this Thursday. I need to have a celebration, but um, nice. like I said, they uh, they wanted to premiere the videos as they did the story because yeah. uh, I mean they had such a big response. Everybody was losing it. You know, you should have read the comments. Some of them was like, "How does she still be friends with him now?" And then some was like. Oh my gosh, he's a dirty dog. I mean, the comments were just absolutely insane. <laughs> this this sounds like your Burt Kreischer moment. Have you, have you heard the story about Burt Kreischer getting a write-up in Rolling Stones and his career takes off? No, I haven't heard this. Please tell me. So there, there's a comedian. You, do you know who uh, Burt Kreischer is? He's a comedian. He, I don't he's a, know. I've heard uh, of him, but not like know yeah. him. He, he's a comedian. So what started his career was... He was a huge party animal down at Florida State. He went to FSU and Rolling Stone heard about some crazy drunk thing that he did and wrote a story, a six page article in Rolling Stones about him being like the craziest partier in America. And it launched his career as a stand up comedian. Oh, my gosh. This is a kind of moment, isn't it? Oh, my God. That's crazy. As you're telling me that, I'm like, Oh my, this is, this is a Burt Kreischer come up right here. That's, that's, that's crazy. So cool. I know. Can you imagine that conversation though, with me and my ex when I'm like, man, I was so mad at you. And I wrote this when I was mad, but I mean, I guess. Does he, now, so what do you does he know about the music video? 
Well, yeah, he was in it. So, but uh, well, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, he but... doesn't. Uh, he doesn't know when it's coming out yet. So I was like, I'm gonna, because I just found out myself. So I need to go give him another call and tell him to brace himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess <laughs> the. I guess the real question should have been was, does he know the full capacity of what this video is? I tried to tell him. I tried to tell him the full capacity, and he said he understood. He understood the assignment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And so Fair he enough. said it's fine. He said it's fine. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, he is a, a little a redneck man, and uh, he just kind of lives his life the way he wants to, and nobody. <laughs> he doesn't care what anybody thinks. You know, he's <laughs> he does not care a bit about what anybody thinks about him. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I get it. So this drops on May four, May the fourth, Star Wars Day. That's kind of May the fourth be with you. Yep, yep, a hundred percent. Oh, and so what? What's kind of the plan moving forward? Uh, are you working towards another album, or what's kind of the plans moving forward? Oh well, I've been writing music <laughs> and been in the studio, and so we already are working on the next single coming out. I'm okay. not sure when it's going to come out. It should be in the next few months or so, but. Um, I following up the son of a gun, I will say is this going to be hard. So I'm going to put a lot of thought into what is coming up next because, um, son of a gun had such major success. You know, I don't want to come out with something that doesn't even touch that. (laughs) I got to up myself. (laughs) And do you like, obviously you said the original concern about releasing son of a gun was you didn't know if you wanted to make yourself that vulnerable. vulnerable. Yeah. Is, is that something that you've kind of rethought the process of and are like, maybe I should keep myself more vulnerable or were you kind After of. Son of a gun came out and I heard from a lot of men and women who have been cheated on and uh, had a lot of similar stories, not mm-hmm. about them singing, but you know, similar stories just being cheated on. <laughs> And them saying that it helped them to feel confident and, uh, you know, just heal a little bit from my story mm-hmm. that I could move on and forgive, not forget, but forgive Yeah. yeah. Um, that uh, it made an impact on them. And once I realized that sometimes being vulnerable helps other people, it's hard to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. but being in the public eye, if you're going to be in the public eye, you need to use it for good. And I want to help people. I, I want to make a difference. So it helps me now to say, yes, okay, I'm going to be more vulnerable mm. and release the songs that I've written. Cause I've always like held them tightly. Mm. And, and with the next, uh, probably the next two songs that I have recorded recently, they're definitely vulnerable. You can see mm. where my brain was at after the fact of son of a gun, you're going to see, yeah where where i was headed with uh being emotional and yeah. trying to find happiness and stuff so it all goes together so yes yeah. i uh, i'm glad to be vulnerable with my music now i think nice. it's, it's been healing for me and it's been great yeah and i think that's ultimately what people are going to want to see is like the continuation of the story because like you've essentially set up a story that people just kind of want to hear and son of a gun was the first part now i think so people are gonna... the end. <laughs> yeah um, and I think they kind of want to hear what's next, you know, like what, what's the next part of the story, you know, but I think They're that's about really, to get it. <laughs> They're yeah. about to get it. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Um, so with all that being said, 
right. You're obviously really busy. You got the uh, release of the music video coming up here in two days, Thursday. Yep. That it's uh so that what's kind of going through your mind right now as like the whirlwind of son of a gun is kind of coming to, I don't want to say completion because it's really not. I think this will be something that kind of sticks around for a long time, but like everything circle that you have to do circling son of a gun is kind of coming to completion. What's going through your mind right now? I think right now I'm trying to just take it all in. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose because I'm so anxious to put more stuff out and, uh, you know, for something else to do as well, son of a gun. I don't want to lose that moment. I'm trying mm-hmm. to just take this time to enjoy the success I've had with son of a gun, take it all in and not take it for granted. You mm-hmm. know, I want to soak it all up uh, just for a little while. So right now I'm just going to soak this up, yeah. you know, and uh, as the music video does come out, I, I'm kind of bracing myself, mm-hmm. honestly, for, uh, um, people to start sharing it because i know that's what's going to happen because mm. of the type of video it is like i said we, we really went there we went there with this yeah. video nice. so i'm kind of embracing myself for that so after the video does drop i have one concert to do and then i'm just going to take like a week break and just like mm. take it all in enjoy the moment and then after a week i'm just going to go right back into production and nice. get together yeah. my next release and working on that but i need a little bit of break Nice. It, now, is that next concert, is that CMA Fest or CMA Fest a little later in the That's summer? That's in June. So okay. that'll yeah. be, uh, I think it's like from June the 8th to the 11th or 12th. I can't remember. Okay. Gotcha. I, got a I, while yeah. I saw, saw an ad for it. And I was like, can't remember if it's in May or June. Cause you know, it's yeah. Big, big things going on in Nashville all the time. So they really are. There's some great things going on here. Y'all, whoever's out there listening, y'all need to come out here and visit. You'll, you'll get hooked. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like what you said, I, during the pandemic, it was always, once I get the chance, I'm going to move to Nashville. I'm going to move to Nashville. I'm going to move to Nashville. I'll, I'll have all the, I can do all the podcasts. I can do all the things that I want to do. I just got to get to Nashville. And now as I'm kind of sitting back, it's like, I'll work myself to death in Nashville. I'll probably end up. Absolutely. I'll, I'll probably end up being stroked out or dead in the corner somewhere <laughs> because I didn't get any sleep because, you know, whatever. And so I was talking to somebody else a few weeks back and they're like, Nashville's a cool place. Don't get me wrong. But the reality is you only want to come here in bits and pieces. Like you don't want to move here and, you know, like come, a, come a week, a month and you'll be more than fine or, you know, like whatever it is. So. Unless you want to work yourself to death. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if you could just, I, I feel like I'm having to learn to kind of just like take some time to just enjoy Nashville. For yeah. what it is, Cause Nashville is incredible place. I love the people. I love the restaurants. So if I could just sit here and, um, just take some time to enjoy Nashville. Like everybody mm-hmm. else gets to do, it would be great. It's yeah. just when you're in the music industry, you just want to work. You just want to work nonstop. It's one of those things. Cause anytime I try and make plans, it's like, Oh, well I've got PR agents that want to meet okay. because they've got the brand new musician that they just brought on or whatever. And it's like, okay, so there goes my Monday. And then Tuesday <laughs> I got other people. And it's like, before I even officially make the decision that I'm going to Nashville, it's like, Oh, my week's already booked. And now it's like, damn, I was going to go and I was going to go to Ryman or I was going to go to Bluebird cafe and just kind I, of I enjoy the same thing. I booked myself up 
just nonstop. And I'm like, why, why am I so tired? You know, yeah. you know why you're so tired because you booked yourself nonstop when you yep. are in Nashville. <laughs> yep. It, it, it's a gift and a curse at the same time. It's yes. just, so, um, so yeah, no, it's all really exciting and, you know, really can't wait to see this music video. I, I'm oh, going to, I'm so glad that you are interested in the story and thank you for having me on the show as well. Yeah. This, I love, uh, like I said, meeting new people and getting to talk about things that I love doing and share with people. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I was getting kind of nervous that this podcast wasn't going to happen because like I said, we were originally supposed to do this like end of February, getting March somewhere in that ballpark. And then I had to reschedule and then I was having a hard time trying to get a date booked. And I was like, Oh, dang it. And then I accidentally, I well, not accidentally. I unintentionally messaged you on Instagram about something completely different. And then you're like, actually, I think you're talking to my PR agent already. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. Hold on. I, Cause all, all I knew was, that I was waiting on getting a podcast with somebody named Becca. That's all I remembered. Hey, okay. well, we got it done, didn't we? We yeah. got it done. And then <laughs> and you're like, it actually worked out perfectly because we got to talk about the video. So yeah. So it, it was just one of those things where it was like, it was a point in my life where everything's rolling at once. And then I didn't expect to run across you on Instagram. And yeah, that's, that's where it is. Hey, I'm so. going to tell you the, the easiest way to get in touch with me is Instagram, honestly. And that's, no, if it's about business, if it's not about business, do not message me. <laughs> That's fair. Very fair. Very, very fair. Gotta keep it business. <laughs> yes. 100%. So on that note, um, where's the, uh, if people want to listen to your music or interact with you on social or, you know, catch a show, where's the best place they can find you online? Um, actually, you know, you can go to my website, meccabonemusic.com. Uh, you can find all kinds of information on there. You can follow me on Instagram at Becca underscore Bowen underscore Facebook is Becca Bowen music. I post, uh, you know, where I'm singing on there. I'm also in bands in town. So um, it'll show all my tour dates coming up. So if y'all you got to do is Google me and you can find out what I'm doing. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And then before we wrap this up, what's one piece of advice you have for the young musicians out there? Uh. I would say just to take everything with a grain of salt. Everybody's going to have an opinion of what you should look like, what you should sound like, what you should be doing uh, to further your career, but just take it, take the criticism lightly mm -hmm. uh, and don't take it to heart. Uh, Cause to be here, you have to have thick skin, but never, I always say somebody can tell you no, but the next person can tell you yes. So don't ever let the no dishearten you. Mm -hmm. Just keep doing what you love. And I promise that those doors will open as long as you stay persistent and determined. Uh, you will find your place. For sure. For sure. But once again, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute blast getting to chat with you and promise I'll let you know when I go to Nashville. It, oh, that would be great. Yeah, it, it, it probably won't be during CMA Fest because I'm not that crazy, but you know. <laughs> it is going to be wild. <laughs> yeah. But uh, absolutely appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat with us. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch Thank you, you so all much. next time.